guys, and welcome back to Teresa Tells All. Um, today is the 4th of July, so happy 4th of July. Um, I have some exciting updates for you guys in my life, but first let me just start out by saying, like, today we're just going to be discussing the dynamics of friendship, what that means in, like, your later teen life slash early 20s, um, what friendships has looked like for me in the past what I hope for it to look like in the future, and just everything like that. I have some new headphones, so I can't really, like, hear myself speak right now. I'm wondering if I, like, accidentally turn on noise canceling or something. I'm, like, switching the noise canceling on and off, and it's, like, I don't know how I can hear myself better. Okay, I think this is actually better. Okay, sorry about that. Um, anyways, basically I found my old headphones that have a noise canceling mode and it just makes me feel like so much of like a more like official podcaster so I'm using these now but it also means I can't really hear myself speak so yeah okay so some life updates basically today was 4th of July um basically did nothing all day I got terrible sleep last night because my mattress is literally a rock it's so creaky and like it doesn't let your body sink down, like, at all. So you're basically lying flat on top of it, and then, um, like, basically I just couldn't get to sleep the whole night. Switched to the bed in the guest bedroom. Fell asleep basically right away. Woke up at 7. Oh, I also woke up at 4. That's when I switched beds. Woke up at 7. Knew that I'd gotten, like, 4 hours of sleep. Went back to sleep until 11. So... I got, like, a good amount of sleep, but it was really disrupted and everything like that, so, yeah, hopefully I can, like, switch the mattress or something tonight so I get better sleep. What else was I going to talk about? Oh, yeah, deleting social media. So, I talked last week about, like, my relationship with social media and, like, how I just feel like it isn't benefiting me or anything like that, and I discussed, like, whether I was going to delete it or just take a cleanse, so I just want to update you guys on that. So, I deleted Instagram. I deleted my main account on Instagram, excuse me. So I still have my Finsta, and I like my Finsta a lot better because I'm basically only following the people that I like and that I care about, and I can just post whatever I want. So I kept that, deleted my main account, and it's been really good, like not scrolling through anything because if everybody who you want to post, they don't really post that often, you're not scrolling as much. So yeah, stop scrolling, stop tapping through everybody's stories, that's been nice. I feel like my life is a lot better like that, so I'm just gonna keep off my main account on Instagram for like the foreseeable future. Um, I'm just gonna take a deep breath. I feel like today I've been so in my own head and like so like agitated about certain things because like I've just been like on my phone or like watching YouTube basically. So I just feel, like, really stressed out, or just, like, overwhelmed. I don't know how to explain it. So I feel like I'm kind of channeling nervous energy right now, so I'm just going to take a deep breath and try and chill out. Also, I didn't record this yesterday, which was Sunday, so I just feel, like, kind of stressed about getting this episode out for some reason, even though literally no one is listening to these podcasts, but I feel, like, this weird, like, pressure to, like, upload every Tuesday, because I think that's, like, I think that's, like, how this podcast is going to grow, even though, like, literally no one would notice if I didn't upload this tomorrow, but I just want to get this up, I just want to get this recorded today, hopefully edited, and then I can just schedule it to upload Tuesday, not have to think about it 
for another week, basically. Yeah, that's why I'm feeling, like, kind of overwhelmed, I guess. I also, like, didn't feel like I was in the mood to record something today because I just felt, like, so, like, overwhelmed for some reason this entire day. Literally for no reason, because I have no responsibilities. But, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be able to, like, record a good episode. So, um, after dinner, after I kind of chilled out, took a long walk, listened to a podcast, I felt like I was in a good headspace to do this. Okay, so what was I even saying before all this? Oh, yeah, deleting social media. So, deleted Instagram, deleted Snapchat, because I felt like there was no point in me having that app. Uh, because everybody, like, has my number, and if they were gonna text me, like, why would they do it on Snapchat? But then I actually had to get it back, because someone who I was trying to wish happy birthday, they, I sent them a text, and then it said it wasn't delivered, so I had to wish them happy birthday on Snapchat. So, that was actually a good functionality of Snapchat, which is why I won't be deleting my account completely, because it helps you just get in touch with people who their number isn't working or something like that. So I did have to get back Snapchat. TikTok I deleted completely. I feel just like so much more productive without TikTok. But I do feel a lot more bored, if that makes any sense. So I've been doing more hobbies in the place of just like scrolling through TikTok for entertainment. But then if if you've done your journaling, done your sewing, done your guitar playing for the day, and then you're just kind of just like sitting there, then you're just like, hmm. I wish I had something to occupy me right now. And then I remembered, like, that's when I would have been scrolling on TikTok. So now that I don't have that anymore, it feels like kind of a void in my life. But I feel like I still need some time away from it, if that makes any sense, in order to, like, establish good boundaries with my scrolling and, like, my addiction. So I'm going to keep up that cleanse for the time being. And then what other social media apps did I delete? Did I delete anything else? Yeah, basically the only social medias I have right now are Facebook for just, like, finding babysitting gigs, Be Real, which is, like, once a day you post on it. If you don't know what Be Real is, you get a notification once a day, and you just have to take a picture of whatever you're doing at that exact second, and it's supposed to just keep you from being, like, fake on social media. People still find a way to be fake, let me tell you that, because... The point of the app is you're supposed to post what you're doing at that second that you get the notification, no matter if it's, like, something that's, like, lame, like you're sitting in bed or, like, you're watching TV. But people will just, like, wait, like, five hours until, like, they have plans with their friends, and then they'll take a picture of what they're doing. And that just defeats the whole point of the app, in my opinion. But I will say, I've been pretty real on that social media app, so I'm going to keep that, because I think it's a little, you know, it's fun. And then... I have Pinterest, which I've been scrolling on a lot more lately in the place of scrolling on Instagram for, like, inspiration of, like, fashion and, like, my vision boards and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm not going to be deleting that anytime soon. Also, I'm sipping on a lollipop. Not a lollipop, an olipop right now. If you don't know what olipop is, it's basically, like, a prebiotic... Probiotic? Prebiotic soda and it's supposed to just like support your digestive and immune health i don't know if it actually does that but it is very low in sugar and like doesn't have any like funky ingredients i just took my headphones like a little bit off and now i can like finally hear myself talk so i'm probably gonna like quiet down a lot more now but anyways i got the orange squeeze flavor and it just basically tastes like orange soda but it isn't like super high in sugar or stuff like that so it's pretty fire another hobby I've been nurturing 
is sewing. And okay, so like I said, I've been doing my hobbies a lot more ever since I deleted TikTok because it's just like a huge time suck where you're scrolling, where you could have been doing your hobbies. And one of my new hobbies is sewing. In other words, the most infuriating thing on the planet for a beginner. I went to the sewing store and I got, uh, what's it called, beginner pattern. And I knew it would be harder than I thought, but I didn't know it would be this hard. Because they don't even, like, explain how to do any of the steps that they tell you to do. They're just, like, make a dart seam, which is, like, a dart seam would be, like, a kinch in the fabric. I don't know how to explain it. But they just, like, tell you to do that. And it's like, okay, how do you do that? So then I basically have to just, like, Google a video of how to do every single, like, sewing technique. And something I've learned from that is I'm a visual learner. So if something says, like fold the fabric in this direction, sew a seam, and then, like, press it, I'm not going to understand that as well as if I looked at a YouTube video where they're, like, where they're saying that over the video, excuse me. So that proves to me that, like, watching videos is so much better of a method to learning something than reading it for me. But yeah, I've been messing up a lot of stuff, like, the interfacing is basically this layer of fabric they have to iron on to the inside of the fabric and I ironed it onto the wrong side of the fabric basically it was supposed to go on the inside of the purse but I ironed it onto the outside of the purse because I forgot like how it was going to be shaped and so basically I just can't use that piece of fabric at all anymore and I'm waiting for a new interfacing to come in the mail from that I got from Amazon so I basically can't do anything until Wednesday but stay tuned until that purse finally gets finished. I'm pretty sure I started that, like, three weeks ago now. And it was supposed to be just, like, a one-week-long project. Nope, it's taken a lot longer than that. I'm also trying to fix this hole in my jeans. Because I have this, these really cute jeans. But um, they have this, like, hole in the knees. And I just want to be able to wear the jeans to places where you wouldn't usually wear like ripped jeans so I got um what I thought was an iron-on patch for the hole in the jeans turns out it's just like a single-use adhesive patch so you're just supposed to like put it on the patch um and then use it once and then take it off before you wash it wash it but what I'm gonna try and do is just sew it on so it lasts like more than one use but I don't know if that's gonna work out and plus I don't even have any blue thread so I'm also waiting for that to come in the mail. And then I've also been reading East of Eden. Um, I got the, by John Steinbeck. I got the idea of reading this from Emma Chamberlain. You know, when she made her, um, like, I'm a reader now video. And she said she was reading East of Eden. And then also my brother recommended it. But I've been reading it. It's really good so far. Like, the descriptions of the characters are very detailed it very much like puts you in the story and you like get to know pretty much like every facet of the character's personality and then uh the story like revolves around those characters obviously um and you get to see like how they interact while pretty much like knowing everything about their personalities even though like they don't know that about each other if that makes any sense, but boy does this book make me glad that I'm not a woman in the turn of the century, 1800s, 
to 1900s, they were pretty much just, like, meant to be married off. And if you weren't married, there was, like, something wrong with you. And if you, like, studied your entire, like, school years to become a teacher, then you were just expected to, like, get married within, like, four years if you were pretty. So, like, pretty much all of that education was just for nothing. And also, I feel like men's morality was so much less emphasized than the women's during that time period. Like, women were expected to be this, like, perfect epitome of like, a maternal figure, and then men could, like, pretty much do whatever they wanted, and, like, still, like, the women were, like, more judged, so, yeah, that's just been something I've been noticing. Quite grateful I did not live back then. In terms of TV, I finished the last two episodes of Stranger Things that just came out, and I thought it was really good. Like, that, I wish that they hadn't been, like, two hours, though, because two and a half hours... Not even, like, movies are that long, and you're gonna make an episode of a TV show that long? Like, nobody has time for that. But it was needed for the plot, I guess. And then, um, I tried watching Breaking Bad, but it was just too gruesome for me before bed. So, if I watch it, it's gonna have to be, like, during the day sometime, and I never really watch TV during the day. Or I can just watch it, like, with another person, because then I'm not gonna, like, have nightmares about it, I feel like. And then... I just finished season four of Gilmore Girls and started season five. Okay, I've been talking your ear off a lot for the past 15 minutes, so I'm just going to get into the meat of today's episode, which is about friendship, basically. And I'm just going to deep diving into, like, what my perception of friendship has evolved from high school into now. I'm just going to preface this by saying that Last semester, um, I had a philosophy class, and it's, like, required for everybody at my school. We have this, like, core curriculum, so you're required to take, like, at least, I think, three philosophy classes, and then, like, a certain amount of theology classes, and, like, math, science, history, whatever. So, I took two of my philosophy classes, and both semesters, we talked about Aristotle's, um perception of friendship and he said there were three types of friendship if you don't know who Aristotle is he was like this ancient Greek thinker and a lot of his teachings are still used today to like explain different concepts of metal metaphysics he had a lot of like teachings about science I'm pretty sure um economics I think so but basically in philosophy we just go over like his philosophical Um, thoughts and this was like the most interesting thing for me in all philosophy so far so his three types of friendships are utility pleasure and friendship of the good utility friendship of utility would be like it it can be like any relationship in your life not like a friendship or romantic relationship it could be like you and your barber you and your gardener you and your grandparents sisters or it could be like your more important like platonic or romantic friendships but friendship of utility is you and that other person are both like getting something out of the interaction and that's kind of like the reason for your relationship so a friendship of utility in my conception of it is would be more like an actual friend that you have not just like you and your 
um, barista or something like that. But a friendship of utility for me would be someone else in your class who you trade notes with and then you give each other the homework answers or something or you like only really say hi to each other like in that class you ask like you don't really know that much about their lives but a useful friendship is as I said something that you both are getting something out of a friendship of pleasure would be um you go to parties with that person you have a good time with them but they're not like your best friends um you are just hanging out with them basically to get pleasure and to have a good time. A friendship of the good is what Aristotle said that like everybody should strive strive for in their lives. And that's basically like your best friend. They see you as their best friend. You see them as your best friend. And you both are like helping each other strive for the greater good. And basically the more I learned about these three types of friendships is I realized that at least in elementary and middle school, all of my friendships were uh, friendships of pleasure or of utility. So either I was friends with them because I just sat with them in class or like our parents were friends and they set us up on a play date and then we just like kept on hanging out. Or I was friends with them because, you know, it was fun to like hang out with someone after school or like go get coffee, go get food. That was pretty much the epitome of all my friendships in elementary and middle school. But, and I kind of had known that before because I feel like a lot of people's friendships during like the younger years of their lives, they are like more superficial and you guys are both getting something out of the interaction and you wouldn't really like say like your best friends. Well, you might say that you're best friends, but in a deeper sense, like you aren't really like each other's person, you know, you aren't like platonic soulmates or anything, but I also realized that in high school, like, this was also true. Even though at the time, I would have said in high school, like, these people are my best friends, like, we're a squad. Looking back, they weren't what Aristotle would have called a friendship of the good. Let me explain more in detail what I mean. Okay, so basically in high school, I became friends with these two girls from the soccer scene. And we were pretty much friends, like, all of freshman and sophomore year. And we would say, like, we're best friends. We would, like, kind of drift apart at times. Like, things would come up, you know, we would fight sometimes. We would say we were best friends, though. And then later in high school, that expanded into a five-person friend group, including me. Because those two friends from my soccer team brought in, like, They each brought in one other girl into the mix. So now we were a group of five. And I feel like this was definitely a friendship of pleasure, not utility, because we did enjoy each other's company and everything like that. But it wasn't a friendship of the good because the main appeal in high school, for all of us, I think we could say, um, the main appeal of that friend group was just like the aesthetic of that friend group so we liked like going into the city and being all together you know going on picnics doing stuff like we would see on like Pinterest and TikTok and I feel like it was less like we enjoyed like everything about each other's company than we 
all like wanted to be in a five-person squad basically and that meant we were more inclined to put up with things that we wouldn't put up with if these were actually like good friendships like if you're best friends with someone you wouldn't put up with them like talking bad about you behind your back would you like that's not like a best friend but we did do stuff like that behind each other's backs because that kind of stuff like if we had confronted it head on it would have ruin like the superficial look of the friendship and this is stuff like you know like talking bad behind each other's backs hanging out with the other people in the friend group excluding one person like while we were doing that and we were all like kind of responsible for this but um like nobody really called out like the fakeness going on you know And I felt like I was always, like, kind of on the outside of this friend group, so, like, I wasn't going to say anything, and they weren't going to say anything because all they really cared about was, like, the idea of having a friend group. So, looking back, like, that wasn't, like, even though I would have said so at the time, that wasn't the truest form of friendship there is. And, as I said, I don't think to this day I've ever experienced that, so... I didn't realize this until I got to college and I wasn't really friends with the people in high school anymore. Like I didn't really talk to them. That's a story for another time. But then when I got to college, I remember basically like the first day of orientation, we had these small groups in orientation where like they would, the two orientation advisors would just kind of like sit us down in this classroom, show us the ropes of my college, you know, like, how to log into the portal, what is the uh, software that you upload your assignments on, whatever. And I remember this one girl who was the orientation advisor. She said, she was answering these questions that, like, we asked anonymously. And she said that in college, you need to get used to the idea of not having, like, this perfect squad and more, like, developing friendships with people, like, individually, and I remember hearing that, and I was just like, oh, well, like, I kind of have this expectation that I'll go to college, and I, like, have that same, like, squad that I have, that I had in high school, and so that was kind of, like, a shock to me. I was like, well, maybe that was, like, the reality for her, but maybe I'll have that, and it turned out, like, she was right, and I realized that it's way more important to hang out with an individual people instead of like having a friend group because if you have a friend group then you're kind of like exclusively tied to them in everything and it like kind of discourages you from like broadening your horizons and going to like you know hanging out with like one person who's going to like one party when like all your friends are going to like somewhere else and you feel like you have to like stick with the follow the herd in a sense and I feel like you're way more likely to find that friendship of the good in an individual person than joining a friend group and finding it in like three to four people at once. And college really cemented this perception for me because I went to a college that was way bigger than my high school. My high school was only like 300 people, I think. And then I went to a bigger college and it wasn't really that big. It's like 4,000 people. But um, I didn't know anyone. 
So basically 4,000 new people. In my grade, maybe like 700. 700 new people, and I had the potential of finding that like good friendship in everyone. So, and then that kind of made me think like, okay, when I find those people who are going to be like my best friends, you know, the friendship of the good, whatever you want to call it, what kinds of qualities do I want those people to have? Because as I said before, in high school, I was kind of just taking what I could get, you know, like I wasn't going to complain about the friends that I had, because in a small grade of like 70 people, if you're not friends with those people, who are you going to be friends with? You know what I mean? So I went to college and I had so much of more like wide horizons before me. And then I really got to thinking, okay, well, what is a friendship of the good for me? Because maybe it's not exactly what it was in ancient Greece, like thousands of years ago when Aristotle was writing it. What exactly would that be for me? And I came up with these components of like a friendship of the good. And I think the most important quality for me in a friendship is loyalty. So this can be as superficial as like not saying bad things behind a certain friend's back your best friends like you're never gonna like talk badly about them behind their back I don't care if like someone is calling me out to my face but if it's like behind my back that is disloyalty to me and then also being able to trust them 100% this is also a component of loyalty you're never gonna think that they're gonna backstab you and if they're doing that to like other people other than you that's a red flag in a friendship to me because one day, like, they could turn around and, like, do that same thing to you. If they backstab someone else, that's also fair game for them to backstab you. Also, someone who you can just, like, have fun staring at a blank wall. You can have fun watching paint dry with them. That is a huge component of a friendship for me. Even, like, a friendship of pleasure. If our senses of humors are meshing well, we always have fun no matter what we do. If you can be in a bad mood with them, that's another big component for me if I can be in a bad mood with them and like they'll understand like not in a bad mood like directed at them but let's just say like we're hanging out and then all of a sudden I have a mood swing I know that they're going to understand that and you know give me some space just understand like me as a person like your social battery just like running out and all that stuff also a huge component of like a good friendship for me would be you're improving each other as people. So this mean this can be like they call you out on like when you did something that was objectively bad or like you're sabotaging yourself or something like that. So there's a huge difference between talking crap behind someone's back and talking crap to someone's face. When it's behind your back, there's no like room for that to be constructive at all, basically. But if it's to someone's face, then you're actually like attempting to educate them about like, how to be a better person, so I would much rather someone, like, tells me how it is, like, straight up to my face, other than, like, going behind my back and saying that, so I think that someone who can, you know, be honest with me and educate me into being a better person, that is a huge step into, like, being a true friendship. Also, another thing I wanted to add is ever since I realized, like, what these qualities are that I'm looking for in friendships, then I've been trying to, like, incorporate that into myself as well. So, for example, if I value loyalty in a friend, then I need to, like, attract people who have that quality by, like, having that in myself. So, I just kind of, like, need to practice what I preach in a sense. 
going to college like and not knowing anyone there basically it's it kind of made me need to like improve myself and like be my own best friend and like have those have those qualities I was looking for in myself because why would you want to be friends with yourself if you don't have the qualities that you look for in a friend in yourself so being like by myself more made me like want to improve myself and like actually nurture these qualities in myself and um I couldn't really I didn't really do that as much in high school because even if I wasn't like hanging out with my I was going through a phase where like I wasn't hanging out with my friends as much then I would kind of just like fall back on my siblings and I would just like hang out with them instead I but in college was like the first time where I was actually encountered with an opportunity to like be my own best friend okay so I really hope this was a good episode. I hope that um, my point came across smoothly. And I feel like I've been talking for long enough, so I'm going to go for now. But I'll see you guys next week. Make sure to follow my podcast Instagram at Teresa Tells All. And give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you're feeling generous. Give me a five-star review on Spotify if you're feeling generous. And I'll see you guys next Tuesday. Okay, bye. Okay, guys, I'm back for one second. And I just wanted to tell you that I figured out how to hear myself recording in my microphone as I speak. So I feel like I'm so much more of an official podcaster now. Because I always was wondering why they were, like, when I would see people recording, they were wearing headphones. And now I know it's because they can hear themselves speaking into the microphone. So, turn out, all I had to do was press this one button on my microphone. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Bye!